This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 471. It is the week of Thanksgiving here in the United States. We're recording on November 24th. 2020, the usual crew with you. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, alongside Brandon Tyrell. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Dustin Laguerre. Bam. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Is that, are you trying, testing some new stuff out? Is that your new thing? Dustin's got the bam. <laughs> Just introducing people depending on when they're watching. Yeah. To the show. Yeah. Saying hello. It works Hi, out. Miranda Sanchez, how are you? I, I'm doing cool. You know, I got my coffee. I'm warm. I would like to give a good evening to anybody listening in the evening. Miranda's <laughs> got the evening covered all the time. Covering covering all our bases, yeah. <laughs> Happy brunch. The GMT you know, crowd. Tea time. Whenever you're listening, we appreciate it. For all the oceanics um, out there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have plenty to talk about this week, but it is a short week. We're happy to be here, though. Our production schedule is n- nice and normal, despite uh, not having a second half of the work week. So uh, I want to go around the table real quick. What are you guys going to play since we don't have to work? Uh, what's what's going to be spinning in your Series X, uh, either hard drive or disk drive over this Thanksgiving holiday weekend? Destin, I'm going to go your way first. Yeah, I actually, I think I'm going to play Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty uh, Cold War. And I think I'm going to play Assassin's Creed. Those are the two on my list yeah. to play on console. Yeah. Call of Duty, the campaign, or are you going to jump into some multiplayer? A little bit of everything. I planned yeah. on doing a performance analysis for that game, and I've kind of, uh, like, pre-launch, we had access, but it, it had, like, baked in, this is early access, so <laughs> I didn't feel like I could start, and now I have a break. I feel like I can kind of dig my teeth in. Yeah, I'm going to be eager to hear from you how it is on the Series X, because I and I reviewed it on PC, the campaign, and because uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the Series X build wasn't available at that point. So, yeah, I'm kind of curious to hear what the what the deal will be with because it, it sure is pretty on pc i'll tell you that yeah miranda what are you going to be uh, up to you think uh destiny 2 actually so oh. it's kind of funny that Destiny did not say destiny but i'm actually <laughs> playing destiny because it's raid time i'm so excited y'all destin said call of duty and you said destiny or was there like a is there like a Lindsay lohan jamie lee curtis body swap going on here the freaky it's freaky tuesday <laughs> i think so um also it's like the raid launched over the, this past weekend but we didn't have enough people to raid so i'm just grinding a little bit more to make sure that we're like super ready so i want to protect everybody and kill all the mobs it's gonna be a good time but this is just like one of the few events of the year that i just really enjoy singing time in with my friends so um yeah i'm excited to go back nice that'll be fun uh i think i'm i'm probably gonna fire up watchdogs legion that one's been on my list mm-hmm. i got to play it for like five seconds not even the entire intro mission uh before i think it was in the preview program before like I, it might have been after the review embargo had lifted but before the series x was out and um and then yeah just i got busy with reviewing the console so looking forward to diving back into that because I, I gotta be honest the first two watchdogs games i've i've tried to get into them and i they just haven't held my interest for very long so uh i'm, I'm i want to give this one a try because i do like 
I like a lot of what it's doing on paper. So, and it did get a good review from IGN.com. Brent Tyrell, any Xbox Series X action going to be happening at your house this weekend? Yeah, um, <clears throat> not to curb everything Dustin said, but I'm still plugging away at Valhalla. Uh, I jump in every, you know, maybe once a day, once every other day and just play for an hour or so. Um, outside of that, I think I'm going to actually sit down and play B- Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Um, you got off the tongue. it. You got it. it. Just, yeah. just, just kind of hangs in the air, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. I haven't played a COD in years. Like I I was the I was the guy that like took it super seriously back when yeah. Black Ops One was out and like got to 15th prestige and all that. Um, but I haven't touched one since. So uh, I think I'm gonna give it the old college try and see how my old man reflexes hold up with the young the youngins in the in the lobbies. Um, outside of that, I have been playing uh, this really awesome. A uh, twin stick shooter uh, action game called Children of Morta, which we've covered before. Um, with my girlfriend, we've we've been doing some co op on it, and it's a lot of fun, and it's got a lot of heart. So we're gonna keep plugging away at that, and uh, really enjoying my time with it so far. Well, good stuff. Uh, before we move on with the news for the week, wanted to say a couple quick programming notes. One, happy Black Friday slash Cyber Monday. If you're going to be participating in that. Because uh, that'll those will both happen before we record our next show next week. So good luck snagging an Xbox Series X or Series S if you are shopping. And the shameless plug here is to follow at IGN Deals on Twitter. Uh, our deals team is fantastic. They helped really all of us on the pre-order days, just routing us like, okay, th- it's up over here, it's up over here, mm-hmm. and we pretty much all were able to get our pre-orders largely thanks to their just eagle-eyed, super-fast efforts. So highly recommend following at IGN Deals on Twitter if you are in the market for a next-generation game console. And uh, let's move on. Other than Yappa, remember, we want your Yappa video questions for Lootbox. Just just look up this this show's page, which just type in IGN Unlocked 471. Scroll down to the bottom, uh, right above the comments, and just leave us a video comment, and we'd love to hear from you. We'll have one later on in the podcast. All right, time for the news. There is plenty of it this week. I want to start here, even though we do have a a juicy Phil Spencer comment to get to. We'll do that next, but I want to start here because this is the thing that most excites me this week, and I want to hear from all of you about it. IO Interactive, most well-known, of course, for the Hitman series over many years. In fact, you could argue that Hitman's the only dedicated stealth series that's left. The Splinter Cell's dormant, which breaks my heart on a constant basis. And Kojima moved on from Metal Gear so and from Konami. So uh, IO doing, doing some good work out there in the stealth genre. And they are going to adapt that uh, into their next project, which is not a Hitman game. It is a James Bond game, Project 007, which was announced via a very brief press release and a, a very brief, totally just CG trailer that doesn't really show anything. It's just a, a hey, we're doing this piece. And I want to go to Miranda's way first and, and just see what what do you think of, of this combination here, Miranda? IO doing Bond. A perfect fit. Like, it's hard to imagine other people who can make, I think, the Bond experience more of a sleek thing. Like, yes, Bond has like an aspect of stealth to it, but I think 
their their talents with Hitman are just going to lend so well to that. Uh, I, I love Bond because it's just a, such a fun spy adventure. And I think they're going to mold that into something that's going to be unique that other studios maybe wouldn't be as equipped to do just because I does have so much experience there. So exciting. Brandon, your thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, I think, first of all, I think it's a super interesting uh, pairing. It's it's a really interesting matchup. My my immediate thought was like, well, Bond's always been more of an action shooter game, you know, just based on history and the movies, really. Uh, but, you know, Spycraft, all that good stuff, there is an element of stealth to it. So I think this might actually be the first time we see Bond as a stealth like a stealth shooter, a stealth action game, maybe, if that's the direction that they're going with, which is interesting because, yeah. frankly, there hasn't been a good Bond game in a long in a long time. Like, since maybe 007. There have been several since, but I don't know. What would, like, Time to Kill, Die Another uh, Nightfire is the one that comes to mind uh, as far as being a, a pretty good game, and that was that, original that was Xbox. EA, right? They, yeah, I think EA published that. I don't remember who developed it. I'll have to look it up, but... Yeah. But yeah, it, you're right. It's definitely it's it's, it's definitely been a minute. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm very interested. I I think if anyone can do it uh, right, then I okay. I would love to see them take like the Crystal D approach with Tomb Raider. Just kind of give it a a really like serious serious go at it. You know, rather than just a, a game of a license. You know. Yeah, Eurocom did that one back in the day, 2002. So that's the that's even the early days of the original Xbox. That is a long, but by the time it'll be twenty years between that and and uh, IO's game. So yeah, I don't know if there's been a good one since Nightfire. There are there've hardly ever even been any attempts, right? It's been pretty dormant on the James Bond front for video games for a while. I think that's because they they weren't commercially. Sorry, still waking up. They weren't commercially super viable. I don't think like they. They're fine. Was, they, were, they were shooters, but they did they sell well? I don't recall. There was one on the Wii that was pretty decent. I think that was yeah. Goldeneye, right? I think it was the a Goldeneye Wii. remake. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that coming back out. Yeah. So that one was fine. But um what was Goldeneye? Yeah, there has mid nineties? Sorry. The original early yeah, like N64 yeah. Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think for its time it was it was pretty phenomenal. And it's my first shooter. A good game. I think today it's just like pretty atrocious. Sure, yeah, <laughs> but like, those, but like we have that memory of what it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we 90, have that memory 90, of what it. Ninety-seven. Can I tell you guys uh, a quick fun bit about Goldeneye and it Go being ahead. my first shooter? So I was very young at the time, as you can imagine, and my mom was just like, "You, you can't play that." And so what me and my twin sister would do, we would find it where she would hide the cartridge, and then when she would catch us, we're like, "Mom, we're not shooting each other. We're just making wall art." And so we just shoot <laughs> bullet holes in the wall. So, yeah, I'm, I guess one of my kind of bringing back to IO a little bit. I'm curious to see how they're going to make this such a just, I, I guess, more of a distinct experience from Hitman. I think even though we do know them for stealth, I think there's going to be an aspect of, of that action kind of. Yeah, yeah there, has to, there has to yeah. be, right? Yeah, you gotta get flashy. But I mean that that sets it up perfectly because. Mm -hmm you need a palate cleanser between big shooty set pieces. Like we see it every year with call of duty, right? Where it's one set piece into another, into another. And that the, 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 the building on the, the suspense and the tension of those big set pieces is really something. But after a while, it's just like, Oh, 
I just needed like a quiet moment, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, I could see I could see IO taking that direction. You stealth yeah, press press F to pay respects, right? And then exactly. Stealth mission. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. speaking of uh, Miranda, brought up Goldeneye. Like, obviously, a big part of the happy memories from that game were the split screen multiplayer. Right. And so I, but IO is a developer that is not traditionally done multiplayer. I'm, I wonder if this game will have it, a multiplayer element or not. I like I don't need there to be one. I would rather just have an awesome single player game. But I know I'm an old man like yelling at a cloud at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even think that it's just it's the old man yells at cloud. I, I think you're right in the fact that the multiplayer shooter space is so crowded these days, and you you're going up against teams going up against but you're releasing a product in the same space that's being developed by teams who have decades of experience doing this who have honed those those uh controls and honed that feel of a multiplayer shooter over annual releases for a decade like that's that's a hard business to break into so i'm i'm with i'm totally with you i think a strong single player campaign uh is, is sort of you know the best approach for this one and and that's not even accounting for uh, like you make a great point about about the the teams that are competing in that space and the brands but like a lot of the biggest and best multiplayer games are free to play too whether it's Call of Duty Warzone or Apex Legends etc cetera, etc cetera, PUBG at, on top of the annual Call of Duty release by the time this Bond game would be out from IO Halo Infinite and its multiplayer will be out so yeah it's uh now granted Bond is different than than all of those. You know, it, it is its own kind of thing. But yeah, I, I think I would, especially after talking through it with you guys, I would be a little surprised now uh, thinking thinking more about it if this game has multiplayer in it. But um, real quick, before we move to the, the next story, for me, the thing I wanted to bring up uh, to, to get people thinking about is uh, I'm excited about this because there isn't a major publisher involved. Mm. Uh, and and I know that's like automatically disparaging to major publishers, but with a game like this and an IP like this, right? This is a major licensed game. We've seen them in the past. I mean, we we just went through a little bit of the history of James Bond games. You know, yes, uh, EA published a pretty good one in Nightfire, but there were a lot of totally forgettable ones too. And the industry has changed a lot. It just since those days where the stakes are higher and. And and risk management is uh, paramount. Nobody wants to take a lot of risks. Uh, IO is they got the license from MGM, of course, the license holder of of Bond, and they're publishing this as well. They're, this is not like they're not buddying up with Activision or EA or Ubisoft or anybody. They're going to be putting this out themselves. So MGM is the only entity that they have to answer to. So I'm excited about this in part because the the uh, creative freedom on paper should be, a, there should be a lot more of it than there would be if you had those other publisher, you know, those other risk averse publisher cooks hanging out in the kitchen with you going, oh, maybe let's not do that. Let's get another car chase in there. So I think that could be a really good thing for this game. And uh, it'll be eager to it'll be eager to see how it develops over the next few years. All right. I love the example of that. Like that's how it happens in the in the, in the boardroom. <laughs> yeah. like, car chase in there, tighten up the graphics on level yeah. three. Exactly. 
you know, uh, I know, I know so much about this industry. Clearly, from- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really curious if it'll be Daniel Craig because we know this upcoming movie. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I read somewhere that it's going to be his last one. They're looking for a new Bond, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm curious. I mean, clearly, you would think that this game is going to try to build off the hype of the movie that comes out whenever it comes out, because who knows when movies come out anymore. Um, I hope it's not. Yeah. Do you, do you hope it, they just go like actor agnostic and, and lean into like generic, you know, raven haired, super attractive, super spy man? Daniel or, or, Craig. Yeah. Daniel Craig is a fantastic actor. I, yeah. But as a voice actor, I would rather a professional voice actor was doing doing the, the voice lines of whichever Bond character they choose to do. And um, yeah, they've, they've done this a few different ways. I know there have been Bond games where there's multiple Bond characters that mm-hmm. they sort of take you through the timeline. And then, the, you know, they, they the GoldenEye on Wii, I believe, actually was Daniel Craig and it was fine, you know. But um, I would like sort of an agnostic Bond for the game that uh, just has a really, really good voice actor just throwing it out there simon cardi i mean our very yeah, his, his IGN, audition was great. Cardi, he yeah. has auditioned for bond and everybody was really you know glowing reviews well, so I'll, I'll go one further with you like number one i destin i agree with you i don't think they're gonna pay an, a, a big actor to be a part of especially it. with no publisher on board right exactly without the deep yeah. pockets of an activision and ea that's the trade-off but i think they could go one better and you know this could be a sort of a like a half-life type of storytelling vehicle in that maybe you create your own James Bond and including gender and everything. Like maybe you just completely make your own Bond and then they only ever refer to you as Bond and not James and or 007 and you can just be whatever Bond you want to be. Well, like in Call of Duty, they did that recently where you could just sort of be whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you never uh, you never really see your character. Right. So if they do that, I would love it if you could actually see your character or have a little bit more nuance with the character development. So you're so it's not just sort of in there without any impact to actual gameplay, you know, Um, but I love that idea. Um, I just want to make sure that there's actually a piece to it within the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it changes your your actual decisions throughout the game. I mean, well, it's, a, it's a big talking point throughout video games right now anyway, right? Like the the dual protagonist, genderless protagonist, because it does. We actually had a good conversation about this on uh, Review Crew about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, because the character is never referred to as anything other than Eivor, their name, right? And that game is all about familial bonds. So you never hear brother or sister or father or daughter or, you know, does it water it down? Does it make it? Is, would the story be better served by actually sticking to a gender or, or creating a story? Specifically I think that, for I think that fart mission in Assassin's Creed would have really benefited from, you know, that <laughs> aspect being included. Okay. No. Well, you're making light of a serious topic. Here. <laughs> uh, I think it's totally fine that you just refer to but people as, as the name. Like my, qu- my question is, will there be romance? That changes things too. Like, that's true. Right? Bond, is Bond is very big on the romance, so that's if you true. just throw it out there, it's keep seduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, lots. So yeah, a lot of interesting questions and for for uh, IO Interactive, they've and they but they've got a bl- kind of a blank slate, blank canvas to work with, and we'll see what they come up with. 
All right. Uh, next up this week, Phil Spencer talking to The Verge, saying he thinks Xbox will release a smart TV app used to play games with no console required in the next 12 months. Spencer was asked what was stopping Microsoft from releasing Xbox as an app for smart TVs that meet a minimum hardware spec. And the answer, it seems, is nothing. Phil saying to The Verge, quote, I think you're going to see that in the next 12 months. I don't think anything is going to stop us from doing that. He later continued, quote, I don't think the outcome is by definition going to be everything becomes terminal server in my home and all my games are just running completely in the cloud. When we think about the evolution of our game platform, it's really more of a hybrid game platform between the edge between edge and cloud that we're shooting for. So uh, that's you know, obviously we've talked about this time and again. They're not doing the Stadia thing that, that people have kind of uh, reacted a bit abrasively to. They are tr- kind of trying to use the console, the, the set-top box, and the cloud as complementary pieces rather than one replacing the other. Uh, so what do you guys think? Like, what's d- We just got these new $500 set-top boxes, which are great. Do you want to, uh, do you want to start playing stuff just through the cloud on, on the smart TV? Destin, I know you've got an excellent internet connection. Is that appealing to you? Yeah, it never works one-to-one. There's always a little bit of delay that sort of throws you off. So if you want like the best experience, you still have the console. But let me finish that statement. I think this is totally fine and great. There's a lot of people that don't want to spend that much money on a brand new console and they could just subscribe to Game Pass, which is definitely what this is leaning into and have access to all of these games. Sure, you have a little bit of a latency issue or significant, depending on how much of a latency uh, purist you are. (laughs) Uh, But for a lot of people, that's not a problem. For a lot of people, they just want a low barrier to entry. And if that means more people can game and get enjoyment out of gaming, that sounds great to me. Yeah, Miranda, where are you with this? I was just thinking about plugging in an Ethernet cord into my TV and the, how weird that would be. Because <laughs> I it think does, it is weird. I have one in so, mind. Whoa. It's very strange. I don't want to do that, but just kind of following up on Destiny as well, just sort of agreeing that I think the more ways you make these games available just the better for everybody especially for a lot of folks out there who could maybe can't either get or afford a new xbox right now but really wants to be part of the ecosystem it's like here you don't have to buy the whole thing of course it's going to be a different experience from having full console but having that option is so important and i really like how they're embracing that about making sure the games are kind of everywhere and you can play wherever you want and it's not so much about the console brandon yeah, same. I mean, we we had this conversation about ways that Microsoft can deliver Game Pass, which is, like Dustin said, clearly what this is aiming to do, which is leverage Game Pass and the cloud or Edge, some combination thereof. <clears throat> um, it's super smart. Like if if you if you want to bring people into your Game Pass uh, service, you need to remove uh, barriers for entry, which right now happens to be. Uh, an xbox a console but, you can't buy or a pc whether yeah cor- correct yeah or a pc but you know it it, it kind of harkens back to microsoft's talking point about you know they want to they want to allow you to play wherever you want to play so you have your playstation 5 you have your pc and now with either the little cast device that you know we had heard about or with just an app on your on your smart tv i will say the, the apps generally tend to roll out slower 
I know like I have an LG and sometimes I know there are apps on the Samsung ecosystem or the Sony ecosystem, the TV brands um, that I don't get on my LG just yet. Right. So you got to wait for them. Um, but I, I do think that between the little cast and the TV, you're pretty well set up to just play Xbox Game Pass if that says deep into Microsoft's sort of environment that you want to go. I think yes. it's really smart. For me, I, I totally look at this as the hybrid situation. Like, obviously, I have the great fortune of having the Series X at home, but normally, not this year, but normally I will go visit my parents in Arizona over the holidays, and I usually pack the console with me. The, so the machine, all the cables, uh, controller... I would definitely love the ability to just bring the controller and, you know, the little X-Cast USB device and just plug in to my parents' TV uh, through their Wi-Fi and and be able to actually just pick up where I left off on any games I played. So th this will be really interesting to see how it organically becomes a natural part of the Xbox ecosystem. Because, again, it's... It's it's just such a very different approach uh, and and sort of inherent acceptance level than what Google has seen with Stadia, where they're trying to start an entire new thing that's purely in the cloud, whereas this Xbox, I think, is just being so smart about introducing it as a complementary experience. So, uh, yeah, the next 12 months, maybe by this time next holiday, we, we can be streaming from anywhere. That'd be cool. Next up this week... We've got some game delays to talk about. Not a surprise there. Uh, COVID has impacted everyone and everything, including video games and the video game industry. None of these will come as a surprise, really. Uh, I mean, no, no delay does to me at this point. But <laughs> Crossfire X will not make it. The only It had a very vague 2020 window on it. I've previewed it twice, a single-player preview and a multiplayer preview. And both times it was, so what's the release date? Well, just we're just saying 2020 for now. It's no longer 2020 anymore, uh, which granted it's November 24th, which was probably pretty obvious, but uh, there was a, a brief statement issued on social from, uh, from Smilegate, which it was interesting that the statement referenced Smilegate specifically, who's developing, they're the original creators and developers of Crossfire, and they're doing the multiplayer for the Xbox version. But the single player, there was no mention of Remedy in this statement, and Remedy's doing this brand new single player campaign. So I, I know it kind of led me to go, well, I wonder if the campaign is done, but the multiplayer is not, since they referenced Smilegate in COVID. So either way, uh, we're not getting that game this year. But uh, Destin, you got to figure, like, the the Xbox is so not not that let's be honest Crossfire X is not like a Halo or Fable or Gears caliber game looks awesome game, but <laughs> Xbox it has zero exclusives this holiday there's nothing so if they can get this out like hopefully in the first couple months like maybe by February they're still probably going to stand to be in a pretty good position of releasing into a into an Xbox ecosystem that's completely starved for exclusives right now. Uh, yep. I mean, the game looks great. Uh, it's a bummer that it's 2021, basically. I hope they hit that Q1 in in the new year. 
not not really much else to say. The game the yeah. game looks really really cool though. Like I'm yeah, it, looking at it, the it, gameplay right now. I'm it, like, it, yeah, that fun. looks it looks fun. It looks and awesome. Yeah, I had a good time yeah. with it. It's very it's got a very kind of old school Counter Strike kind of vibe mm. to it on the multiplayer side. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, what was that game with the creepy girl on the front with the long hair? Fear. Uh, what? Fear. Yeah, fear. fear. It reminds me a lot of fear with the slowdown mechanics and stuff like that. Um, looks cool. I want to yeah. play it. Brandon, you uh, you gonna uh, fire I mean, a crossfire when it, whenever it hits? No, I'm not. And that's that's <laughs> you're gonna cross that's, it off the list. That's Dang. oh nice. Just put an X through it. Uh that's not a qualitative statement on the game itself. I'm just exhausted by contemporary military games at this point. Uh, yeah. like, I just I can't I, I can't do another tier one operators slog <laughs> through. Uh, I just can't do it. So I totally understand that. I yeah. I a hundred percent think that uh you know they are taking the extra time needed to to make this thing something that people will be excited for in 2021 when it comes out. I don't think it's for me, but I agree with Destin. It does look cool. Um, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how it fares next year once more games start coming out on the Series X because right now it's in a pretty decent position because, Ryan, you're right. There's there's nothing there's nothing from an exclusive standpoint in the near future. Miranda, you are a Call of Duty fan. Uh, I've very much compared the campaign, which I didn't get to play. It was a hands-off demo. But I, I compared it very much to call, a Call of Duty campaign. Are you as uh, pre-exhausted by this as Brandon is? Or are you uh, looking forward to playing this when it does hit? I So I'm just looking forward to it because Remedy's doing the campaign, and I really like Remedy's yeah. games. I don't think it's going to have quite the Remedy twist we'll see like in their games, like their full games, just them. But I am curious to see what they do with this setting. Um, so that's really all I care about. I don't want to play the multiplayer. I'm pretty... I, I guess that's kind of where I, I really to Brandon in that way is that I'm a little tired of like the military shooter multiplayers. Like unless you offer something that's really unique or just super sleek, I don't know. I'm I'm all right. I'm I'm yeah. good. I have my Call of Duty already. I have. It's, I don't know. It's tough because I totally agree with you. Like the Remedy twist could be awesome. Yeah. But, but we've seen that twist in in modern military games before, right? With the Mentoring candidate, Cointel Pro, brainwashing kind of situation. I think you like necessarily. I, I'm not looking for the like story twist like that. It's more mechanical. Like, like I want to know how gonna they're going to bring, yeah, their touch. Because I mean, having just come off playing Control, it's so good, and it's not even just mostly a shooter, right? Like that's more of an action adventure game. But their shooting mechanics are solid, so I want to see how they take that into a full on shooter with crossfire. So. Next, uh, Brandon Tyrell, I'll go back to you here. Hey. Far Cry 6. I know you've, you've been uh, a fan of this series, covering this series for a long time. You've got uh, a, a cool antagonist again, as has become tradition in that series. But it was really, originally due out in February. Then it was pushed. And this is not confirmed, but there was a very brief <laughs> mention before it was taken down on the Microsoft Store. So a pretty darn official source that had the release date May 25th, 2021 on it. Uh, you know, that's a good, so it's six months, six months from now. How are, were you, are you, are you as exhausted by, by the Far Cry series <laughs> as you are with modern military shooters? Yet? I'm exhausted by open world Ubisoft games, guys. I just, video games in general. Uh, no, I, I, I love, I love me a good, 
open world Ubisoft game. I know that they're loaded with things to do and find and hunt and collect and often feel padded, but there's just something about jumping into a world that someone else created. So I think I am looking forward to this one. I really enjoyed five, um, but I have like familial bonds in Montana. So like, I, I really enjoyed going to that stretch yeah. of, of the world and, um, and killing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I can, <laughs> I can see my aunt's house from here. I'm going to blow it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> you kill everyone in that game well, this is for 10 years of no birthday cards um no th this one looks great uh I, I i love the you know the psychological element of that sort of father and son relationship that we've seen firsthand um so i'm, I'm looking forward to it to cover that part of it um i think the timing is really smart uh you know get out of q1 it's or as late into q1 as you can um, because there's just a million things that have been delayed and there are a million games that people are going to be playing over the holidays. So, um, I, I really like, you know, a, it needs more time sounds like, which is great because I don't know if you've played an open world Ubisoft game, but they tend to have some bugs. Um, so the more time, the better, but I think May is a really smart place to position. This is sort of like the last big push before you get into that summer quiet zone. Right. Uh, now the next one, Miranda I think oh, you and I are probably I, on the same page with this. I, I just want to say, yeah, I'm really excited about. Far, I'm super excited about Far Cry Six. Giancarlo Esposito, like being being the the main antagonist yeah. and like that relationship with his son, just like the psychological drama that they're teasing for Far Cry Six is incredibly enticing for me. I, I'm really really excited to play that game. Also love Far Cry Five. Sorry, I just had to had to no, say that game looks awesome. I, you know, and we're at the point like yeah. uh, this is a side conversation, but. I wonder how much longer they're going to number these because you don't, I don't know if there's like some like mental thing that marketers have studied, but not a lot of games, not, or not a lot of franchises in anything actually get called by their number past this point. Like you don't see a yeah. lot of sevens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Final fantasy. That's kind of one that's kept going, but you don't see a lot of seven, like call of duty, you know, dropped numbering forever ago. Uh, so yeah, I, I wonder I think, what'll happen. I, you're, you're right. I think there is a psychological Resident element. To it. I, I read something a while ago that one numbering a series actually adds validity to it because you think right. it's an established series. It's been popular enough oh, must to be make good. six of these. However, at some point you start getting diminishing returns because people then think like, oh my god, I have to, like I, I'm missing five games worth of context that's, in order to me. jump into six. Yeah. So at some about point, fantasy for so long. Yeah, that yeah. trade-off. Halo just like, dropped. They they didn't make it to six as far as that naming convention goes. They stopped yeah. after five. Infinite Halos. Yes, exactly. I mean, Matt Madden's going strong with twenty-one of those things now. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> so we'll yeah we'll uh, we got to get Far Cry Six out first, and then we'll go from there. But yeah, Miranda <laughs> Annapurna. Uh, with three three of them, They're, this is of course a, a absolutely boutique publisher who really has done a great job of building up just an impressive catalog, which they've done on the film side as well. They've they've mirrored that success on the game side, and first and foremost, twelve minutes, which Oof. just looks so good. I cannot wait for that game. I'm I'm cool with it being twenty twenty one, mostly because Cyberpunk is still on the horizon. So anything that gets to live, I'm just like good good call. Just 
next later because <laughs> I really want to give these games a lot of attention. I know Cyberpunk is just going to dominate my time, probably yeah. in my life, but it's fine. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. So it's it's good to see these games get somewhere where they have a little bit more space. Um, obviously, Cyberpunk was also one of those games that was delayed. So it's not like they're moving out of the way for this. It's just more of, they need some more time with development. That's, of course, totally fine. Yeah, we hadn't heard anything new like the the last thing we got on 12 minutes was that fantastic um trailer from was it e3 oh, yeah. or was there one after that right well there was you mean there the was july three, but yeah we just had a voice cast announcement though didn't we yeah that, it was, was a voice trailer. cast announcement yeah, yeah but i don't really know i don't know right. when that was i don't remember anyway it was sometime like in the second half of this year like it's not super I'm long trying to have no media anymore it's fine yeah <laughs> maybe that uh, thing last, maybe last stop also from annapurna which looked interesting mm-hmm. uh that has a guy one of the characters looks exactly like me in that one and i'm getting no royalties uh, if you look at the trailer for it and then the artful escape as well uh which i think miranda has something to say about because she's vigorously highlighting it in our show notes trying to remember what it looked like because it looks cool oh right no 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 no. i was just remembering i was like is that the one with the guitar guy it is yes that's that's all i just wanted to double check that that was the weird (laughs) kind of psychedelic guitar one i feel like that one's been around for a while or like promoted for a while but it's just been nebulously it's coming out sometime yeah that wasn't i think that was at microsoft's actual last e3 like the, the E3 2019, that was one of the it better, was. the more interesting trailers. So, um, cool. yeah, good stuff from Annapurna, but all of it is just nudged out to a still vague 2021, and we'll keep an eye. I mean, last I heard, 12 minutes was, they were close, so hopefully hopefully it's sooner rather than later for at least 12 minutes, and I'm not quite sure about the other two. Next up this week, Rocket League's developer, Psyonix, just kind of an interesting, I know this is just going to get, this gets into console war territory, but just, I, I bring it up here as a, as a way to kind of highlight the, the, the choices of compatibility and, and the development of compatibility and the support for compatibility that Microsoft and Sony have made. So Psyonix has said that adding a 120 frame per second of support to the Series X is a, quote, minor patch but it that it on PS5 it would require a full native port. So Cyanix was speaking to Eurogamer on this, and they said it was due to the way that backwards compatibility works on Sony's side. They say, quote, enabling 120 hertz on the Xbox Series X slash S is a minor patch, but enabling it on PS5 requires a full native port due to how backwards compatibility is implemented on the console and unfortunately wasn't possible due to our focus elsewhere. So, and I, br- I bring this up and there's kind of, there's like two sides to, to how these two machines have, have ended up stacking up. A, a similar Eurogamer report from last week noted that Infinity Ward had added 120 frame per second support to Call of Duty Warzone on the Series X, but again, not the PS5. So that, which suggests that this, the generational transition and continuing to play the games from last gen that you want to play could be a better experience on the Series X. But on the flip side, Digital Foundry out there doing excellent work on the objective technical comparisons between new games 
And they are finding that a number of these third-party launch games are running better and or looking better on the PS5 than they are on the Series X due to uh, whatever the reason. I mean, I should say, despite the fact that the Series X has more on-paper power. So, Destin, what what do you make of of kind of all of this, these, these just branching enough paths, these diverging paths that these two consoles that are fundamentally similar are taking here? On paper, it doesn't make any sense that the PS5 is performing better than the Series, Series X. And I'd be really curious to discover what the reasoning is. And I have to wonder if, if Microsoft is going to, or even these third parties like Devil May Cry 5 is one of the games that was yeah. discovered to not be running at all. Uh, I believe it was 120. It was running like somewhere in the 70s or 80s on, on Series X. That's just really baffling to me. Both those consoles should not, not have any issue running that game in particular at 120. So I'm really, really curious as to why that issue seems to be cropping up and and what's going on there those consoles besides the hard drive are basically the the they have the same amount of power you know even more similar cpu cpu processing on the xbox side so the Mm -hmm. idea that it can't handle 120 just doesn't make sense because most of these games use dynamic upscaling where they lower the resolution of the game but then up the frame rate Right. Right. So once your console is set to 120 hertz, which is the refresh rate of your television, it should be able to push that amount of frames by using dynamic scaling. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on the on the developer side with with that aspect of it that's preventing it from hitting what it handily hits on the PlayStation 5. Miranda, is this affecting your decision to play third party games at, at all yet? No, it comes down to the controller for me. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's actually seriously such a huge part of why I love my Xbox so much, just like that controller. So while that is unfortunate, I, I wonder how long this is going to be an issue. And I think there are some like interviews that would be really good to have after just hearing this news. It's like, hey, like maybe talk to some developers. Like what roadblocks did you hit with um, developing for maybe Series X that you didn't see for PS5? Or was there just more of a focus on PS5? I'm not too sure how that goes. And I know the iterative process happens a lot on PC. So I don't know what would stop those from being so different. But again, I'm I'm not a developer. I'm not an engineer. I don't know how those that code changes between the two or like how one may or may not be more intensive than the other. So I think that's just something, you know, got to ask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Brandon, uh, Miranda brings up a good point about, about whether this is temporary or not. Because again... 12 teraflops versus 10 that in theory this should this should equal out if not tip the other way over time right yeah that that's my thought too and and like destin said the only real difference as far as base scale the the only thing that the playstation has an edge over the series x is is with the hard drive right yeah so i I, i'm wondering if that's the case because again it's not oh a hard, a hard drive, a hard drive wouldn't throttle your your frames per second. It's just I don't understand how that would even be possible because both the hard drives are doing data rate of three thousand five hundred megabits per second. I think the the PS five does five thousand megabits per second, but because it is a Gen four versus a Gen three mm-hmm. uh, M two drive. Yeah. Now I know I'm getting pretty in the weeds there, but that is more than enough. Da- if I can capture at a, at one hundred and twenty, ten eighty, no problem. 
using an, an M2 Gen 3 with my current rig, there is there is no reason that those consoles can't output 120 easily. So I I'd be I'd be it's just weird. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I, I'd really love to hear from a developer about why this is happening. It has to be engine based. Right. Well, are you are you talking about the fact that third party games, new, new third party games, are running better on the PS5? Or are you talking about the fact that the PS5 can't do backwards compatibility 120? I was talking about your your comment about the, the hard drive speeds, right? And three thousand five hundred should be more than enough to handle one hundred twenty frames per second, at least at ten eighty, right? So if they need to downscale the ten eighty to hit that, I think that would be the better user experience when when you're playing at that resolution and i just don't understand why playstation's doing it and xbox doesn't i'm i'm really curious to learn more actually oh, I so I, I just wanted to comment on the fact that the the read write speed is 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 it's there like the, mm -hmm. the information throughput is there on the hard drive side and if the cpu is more powerful than the ps5 which which we already knew like we have more teraflops on the cpu and the gpus are basically equal you know I'm confused. Yeah. I, I want to know where is the throttle yeah. being yeah, pulled I think, back. I think the uh, the the story is is not done being written yet. I, I do right. think yeah. that in a year from now things could look different. I mean, the next big use case that that will be absolutely a point of comparison very quickly is going to be Cyberpunk 2077. How's it run on PS5? How's it run on Series X? Destin, you better get that comparison tool that you that you've been putting together get it ready my friend because right. your time is coming uh <laughs> in just a couple weeks in fact cyberpunk 2077 disc copies have leaked into the wild people have posted footage from the game on uh online so i bring that up as just a warning to everyone <laughs> be wary of spoilers on social media and on comment sections if uh if you're sensitive to potential story spoilers and things for cyberpunk you may want to consider muting some keywords on twitter maybe avoiding comment sections for another what two weeks couple two and a half weeks to go until the game launches but um destin i wonder what i wonder what that unpatched quote-unquote gold version from a month ago looks like versus what we're actually going to be playing with the the day one <laughs> patch yeah they showed PlayStation today, I believe, came out and they've showed Xbox gameplay and they've showed PC gameplay, which looks stunning. Um, I'm very happy that I'm playing on PC um, for, for this one. I'm bummed that we don't have like optimized versions of the games they want. And looking at the PlayStation 4 Pro, you can see very early on he drives by a billboard and I'm like, OK, they're upscaling from something. But that video is in 1080. So I don't know if they capture natively in 4K and like I can't really even do a calculation to see what they're up upscaling from on ps4 pro i assume it's i hope it's 1080 at least yeah. for the pro but, and then even yeah. even the that video you're referencing we talked about uh, i think we talked last week that cd project red put out the the xbox version of yeah. that video cutting back and forth between series x and xbox one x and now you're referring to today they've released the same thing with ps4 yeah. pro ps5 um but yeah like <laughs> Miranda, if the if if a if you acquired mm -hmm. that a retail copy that's completely unpatched, that's not the you know the the version that CD Projekt Red wants you to play, would the temptation to pop that disc in and play 
be too great for you, or would you would you have the willpower to wait for launch day when the the actual patch oh, version? I'd, I'd, ready? Play. I'd absolutely play. play. <laughs> no way, I'm gonna wait. Oh, some textures are loading probably. I don't care. I'm still going at it. That's so fun. No, I don't know. If I'm I'm like I saw that disc copies got leaked, and I was just like making the worst face because I was really jealous. I'm just like, oh, I want to go. I want to play. I love the idea you just catch your reflection in a monitor. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> like, well, that was a girl's face. No, but yeah, actually, I think, obviously, day one patch has a lot in it, usually, as far as just performance things or, like, catching bugs. So, like, if you did run into something, I mean, I'm sure there are very, very, very few people who have access to this game right now that got those random disc copies out there. And if you are one of them. I'm so jealous, but <laughs> I think uh, you, if you do insert your desk, you have the understanding that one, you could get in trouble and two, that you're probably going to play, you know, the game that's less optimized, but just didn't understand. Well, you can't get in trouble if you bought it legally. It's not your that's fault true. if some, if some retailer, you know, put but it on the you, shelf. But if you stream I, it and start releasing footage, you absolutely can. Yes, yes, yes. True. Yes. Yeah. You just go, go underground, um, disconnect <laughs> all your internet, just... Get get your snacks, get some blankets, get some get your cozy food. Right. Just have a good time. Line your walls with lead so that they can't <laughs> they can't listen in and see in through their satellites. <laughs> Brandon, would you uh how about you? Would you wait or would you just dive right into the, the gold disc version? I'm sorry, I can't get over the fact you two have just conceptualized some sort of cyberpunk prepper bunker <laughs> that you're gonna be playing in underground with your Keanu Reeves body pillow and your hot chocolate. Well, you're not going to do that? <laughs> no, I'm uh, no, ready to go and all your microwave <laughs> that I just made you bought at the store yesterday. More why, is Brandon, why is Brandon making fun of my Keanu body pillow? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the real question is, is it the Matrix? Is it Johnny Silverhand? Matrix. It, Neo, of course. Johnny Mnemonic, A Walk to Remember? <laughs> <laughs> or A Walk in the Clouds? What was that romantic one he did? That's uh, um, romantic to me. What? <laughs> so John Wick? That's a romantic movie to me. It is. John Wick is romantic. You think I love about Um, Because the puppy was a metaphor for his wife, you see? Uh, revenge. If you asked me, if you gave me a copy of the disc and said it's going to be out in two weeks with the patch or you could play it now, I would wait. I would sit on it. You would wait. Look at you, yeah. Mr. Willpower. Uh, I mean, it's not I, like, look, this is not a thing that's deserving of praise whatsoever. Like the game isn't ready yet. And we live in a world where thousands, tens of thousands of games are released every single year that I want to play. Right. I mean, OK, if I play one percent of those, that's still more games than I can play in a year. So yeah. I'm happy to wait for the same same thing with the, the, the segment we just talked about with 12 minutes. Like there are certain games where like I just want them to be the best they can be. And yeah. I don't want to rush it. I don't need it right now. I know when I play it, it will be as intended. It will be the, the, the best version of it that there can be. And that's the version that I want to play. And oh. for the time for the time being, I will, you know, play Smite. I don't know. <laughs> like I'll, I'll yeah, play other video games. That's, that's that's like, a, go ahead, Destin. No, Brandon makes a really good point. It's it it's cool to wait until it's the, <laughs> the premiere experience. I need <laughs> <laughs> It sounded like an abstinence commercial. It's cool to wait. <laughs> no, I want it. I don't care. 
just give me the early version. I want to get started on this work that I need to do. And I want to experience that campaign before it's ruined for me. Yeah. Bring just the first level. level. Just the first level. Yeah, just give me a little taste. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, kids, you know what's cool? Just first base. <laughs> Whoa, I wasn't making that analogy. Oh, man. Um, oh, my God. Uh, uh, yeah. well, I've already gone there, so I'm ready to go further. <laughs> <laughs> you already played Cyberpunk. IGN's own Miranda Sanchez gets the first base for Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> I haven't been Keanu yet. I'm like, where's Johnny Silverhand? <laughs> That's where the body pillow comes in, baby. <laughs> uh, Brandon, right. I, it's, I feel exactly the same way about the, the argument you just put forth about why you would hold off for the, the final, final version of the game, the day one version, like that's honestly, that's how I feel about early access games. Everything, like, yeah. I yeah. respect the heck out of, like I totally see the appeal of people that want to play something super early and be like kind of an active part of the development and making suggestions and finding things and, and actively helping to make the game better. For me... To your point of there being so many games, great games that I want to play coming out all the time, I would rather, I am always happy to just wait till the final finished version and then I'll, because you only get one chance at a first impression yeah. of a game, right? Like, you know, do I want that first ver impression to be the totally polished thing that the, that the developer envisioned or the, the sort of rough sketch of it that like is cool and I can be a part of, of making it better, like there's, I respect the heck out of that. But for me, given the the spoils we have of just avalanche of great video games at all times, I I am happy to let the early access folks do the great work, and yeah. I'll I'll play it when it's done. I'm right there with you. I, I've never enjoyed um, like PTS servers, you know, like patch servers. I've never yeah. enjoyed jumping into something early. Like I want to experience it as intended when it's when it's ready and. And I think we're in, I mean, we're in a super fortunate position right now, <clears throat> in both in video gaming and, and us personally as hobbies. Like we, we have access to a lot of video games that we can play. And, you know, I, I know that's not, that's not the case for the majority of, of folks out there, but um, we also just have access to a million free to play games that are excellent quality. We have access to a million cheap games, Steam sales all the time. There's so much out there that I want to play that I have access to and can um, and I think that that portion of my statement is applicable to everybody else, right? Like you have access to things if you do a little digging and looking around. Yeah. So I just, I just, I don't need to rush it, you know, take your time. It's cool to wait. Absolutely. Uh, we, we don't have to wait too much longer for the next major update to Grand Theft Auto Online. And this, so I know we talk about, well, we keep talking about wanting to play Sea of Thieves together as a show. Uh, this, here's something else I would love to play with the three of you. Grand Theft Auto Online getting a new heist. And not just that, it is in a totally new land area. It's the Cayo Perico heist. It's coming out on December 15th. So yes, we'd have to set aside <laughs> Cyberpunk for a day. But it's described as the biggest heist ever. It adds an entire new island to the game. You can play it by yourself, which is nice if you if you don't want to just jump in or uh, and or maybe you're not your friends aren't all kind of leveled up or whatever. But uh, Rockstar announcing it with a teaser trailer. 
and you their job is to infiltrate one of the most secure private islands in the entire world. You will evade or fight security and escape with valuable evidence along with as much art, gold, and drug money as you can <laughs> carry. The Holy so, Trinity. I mean, this is this is the first new geographical space of of any significance other than like an indoor space in in GTA of any kind, whether it's five or online. I mean, since since five came out, I mean, so it's which was now seven years ago. So Jesus, really? I really want to play this. This is uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but at, it, this is a, this is as close to new GTA as we're going to get for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, our uh, GTA online always looks cool. I, I, I played it a little bit. I dabbled in it after it came out, you know, post GTA launch. It took yeah. a while to get to get up and running. I dabbled in it. Uh, I played around. I had a lot of fun, but I never really found a reason to like compel me to continue to keep going um, outside of like buying the cool apartment with six parking spaces. Uh, but every once in a while I'll see on Twitter, uh, you know, our very own John Ryan and Eric Sapp and Brandon Hunt will like get on GTO, GTAO together and do like amazingly stupid things. And to me, that looks so fun. Like that looks just incredibly fun. So you've never done the heist ever. I've never done the heist. No, I, I, Oh man, they're really good. They're really good. I, I quit well before that. Um, but just like, it's one of those situations where like if you have the right friends, right. And you have the inclination to do it. I think it could be a really cool experience. Um, I've just never done that. So I am interested in it. I think we'd have to knock out sea of thieves first and then we can do it. But pirates first. Uh, the bank heist and the airplane heist are, are very fun in GTA. Yeah. I, I really like this. I'm excited to go to an Island and, and rob it. <laughs> is it, is it supposed <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Uh, GTA 5 takes place in like the the greater LA area, right? So yeah. does this take place in Mexico? Is it supposed to be like Cabo San Lucas or well, I guess it's an island, so it'd be what? Like yeah, Cosmo? I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah, down in the South Pacific, maybe something like that, or all, yeah. No, yeah, maybe maybe even like in the Gulf of Mexico. Who knows? Um, but yes, Robin Island, it'll be fun. The last news story I want to touch on real quick is Xbox Games with Gold for December. Run through these real quick. The Raven Remastered and the backward compatible 360 game Saints Row Gat Out of Hell are both going to be on Xbox Live Gold on December 1st, while Bleed 2 and another 360 back compat game Stacking, which is, that's double fine, will arrive on December 16th. Get Out of Hell will leave on December 15th, followed by the Raven and stacking on the 31st. And Bleed 2 is from the middle of the month, the middle of December to January 15th. Uh, I, Miranda, I think stacking seems like the highlight here that everybody should play. Yep. You say double fine. You say, it's time to play a game. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know about Bleed 2. It just reminds me of our conversation about gun. It's like, wow, that's, that's <laughs> such a name. But... <laughs> Ooh, huh. I don't want to be an oh. asshole. Sorry, excuse me, I'm so sick of <laughs> uh, Clearly, Bleed 1 was successful. So. Yeah, I mean, well, it, uh, I, it's an arcade game. This is not what I expected. Sometimes you just hear a game title, and you're just like, I have this image of it, and then yeah. <laughs> that's not it. Well, I am flooring is, there was an excellent uh, monolith, The now the makers of, of Shadow of War. Shadow of War. Uh, they had a series back in the day. There were two games. 
blood and blood two. So now there's bleed and bleed two. Are and we just conjugating these? <laughs> I think I'm just really disappointed that they had an opportunity here to make it like this is just like a, a gory sort of imagery, right? Like bleeding. Yeah. And it's very not. <laughs> the blood is pink, though. Like if you have pink blood, okay. But it's that's not it. I mean, maybe I'm. It, the art, the cool. art almost looks like um, like the it's Behemoth. Fair. Yeah. And who they and they are, and Behemoth is certainly a great studio. So that is a very mm-hmm. flattering comparison. So, uh, yes. So that of those, podcast unlocked says mark your calendar for December sixteenth and download Stacking, which is an excellent, excellent game from Double Fine from the 360 generation. All right, let's do the loot box. I mentioned at the top, your Yap. This is coming from Yappa. That's where we need to hear from you so we can see you and hear from you. You're on the show, effectively. You're guest starring. Mark is our guest star this week, uh, who wants to talk about the, the coming year of Xbox and the first full year of the new generation. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, Unlocked Crew. So my question is, now that the Series X and S are out for the general public, and hopefully everybody will be able to get their hands on one relatively soon, what's a game that's coming in the next year or so that's flown under the radar that you think we should be really excited about? I know, for example, I'm really excited about Tunic which the developer confirmed earlier in the year is coming to Series X and S as well as the Xbox One. But what's flown under the radar that we you think we should be excited about? I know it's kind of hard to predict with the COVID situation right now, but give it your best go. What should we be pumped for that's flown under a little bit? Hope you're staying safe out there. Take care. Brandon, did did, uh, did Mark take your answer of Tunic or do you have another one that comes to mind as well? I know you've been... You've been uh, it's funny, I mute Tunic. I, I muted my mic so I could be like Xbox games in 2021. Um, Tunic, yeah, Tunic definitely. Um, but I'm very, very interested in Scorn. Like I don't play scary games, but I am a huge fan of that art style, HR Giger. Um, you know, just weird sort of mechanic, biomechanical grossness. Um, I'm very interested in seeing what that's all about. So I think that's probably the one. I don't know. I. I don't know that I could say it's flown under the radar because there haven't been a whole lot of things to like bang the drum about. Yeah. Um, but that, and, and though that game has certainly been trumpeted, um, we haven't really seen kind of what it is outside of, we know it's an atmospheric first person shooter. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely willing to boot it up and check it out. And if it gets too spoopy, then I'm out. But if it uh, if it is as cool as it looks from the things that we've seen, that's probably that's the one I'm looking forward to right now. Destin, how about you? I cannot think of anything that flew under the radar, but I will say one of the games that I don't think people should sleep on is Bright Memory Infinite. Oh, uh, yeah. Bright Memory Bright Memory is just really really interesting in the way that they handle gunplay, and you're not a soldier, you're just a character. It's sort of like uh gunplay but you also have sword play in there and it's a lot more like devil may cry than anything but without going too much into the demons and stuff like that i'm very very interested in that one i definitely think that people should at least give that game a chance and i think bright memory is available 
it's down. a downpour. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, down, yeah. downpour is disingenuous, but it's a base version and infinite is the true next gen version. Right. Yeah. So whatever you see about bright memory right now and the review scores and all that, know that that is the foundation on which the next gen version is being built. The strength of that game is just the the gunplay and the, the combat mechanics. It's really, really interesting and really, really fun. They teach you really quickly. I played the PC version. They teach you really quickly how to do everything that you're going to need to do on the Xbox. And I think it's going to translate really well to the Series X. Nice. Miranda, what do you think? It's really hard because a lot of the ones that I was really looking forward to are either out now, like Spirit Fair, or in early access, like Ooblets. So that, those are the ones that I had my eyes on for so long, at least for Ooblets. I was just like, when's Ooblets happening? And so I finally <laughs> have it, and I'm very happy about it. Uh, so that's, that's, I guess, one that I would like to champion a bit. It's a very good feel-good, but it is early access, so it is something that is in progress of being updated constantly. Like they just uh, recently added a new location you could go to, and there's, I think, still two or three more that they're supposed to add over time. So I think Maybe in 2021, it would be cool to see if they did the full release of that. And I know, like Ryan, you were saying earlier with Brandon, that sometimes you prefer to just wait until something is done so that you have the full experience. I totally understand that. Um, so I hope that's one of them that does happen. I would also like to shout out a small game called Outer Wilds that came out last year. Uh, just so that what, what is this game? I've it. never heard of this game. <laughs> you mean the Outer Worlds? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, please play Outer Wilds. <laughs> anyway, uh, but but that's a <laughs> joke aside. Um, I am still trying to starting to, I guess, cultivate my watchful eye on these like really great idea at Xbox games that they usually showcase at E3. But without the full E3 presentation as they usually have, it's been a little bit different because that, that's usually when we also get to get to go hands on with some of these games. Um, that's where I got to play Spirit Bear for the first time. That's where I got to play Ooblets for the first time, and I fell in love with them instantly. And so I would really like to have that experience again, but um, maybe next year. We'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, we just talked about 12 minutes. I think that was, that just, <laughs> oh, is, of course. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah. Uh, not that it's, I don't know, I guess that one's not exactly under the radar necessarily, but it's also not like something everybody's talking about. And I think more people should be because, that's and I'm not even normally a big roguelike guy, but that's uh just the whole premise of that. Now that they've layered on this extra level of incredible production value with these super talented voice actors, uh, I am really eager to to unfold that mystery uh, through the the kind of unique gameplay mechanic that they've got going on uh, yeah. with that one. So yeah, well, yeah I'm gonna vote for 12 minutes. But then I guess I'll throw in I'll throw in a dark horse, a game that I I reach out to this developer to check in every now and again and progress is is happening but all has been quiet for a while the last night mm. which is the uh sort of pixel art but cyberpunk better looking yeah like it's very got a very cyberpunk vibe to it mm. look up that trailer if you don't have no idea what i'm talking about or you've forgotten this game look it up and that one that would have been two or well Maybe three years ago now would have been maybe 20, maybe 2018, maybe even 2017. We, we did an IGN first for it. Yeah. Well, we had an exclusive thing. Right. Like one for, yeah. for December. Yeah. 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 I think um, that was two years ago. Yeah. So that's that one. If the, if the gameplay turns out anywhere near the sort of production value going into it, as far as the, the look and the vibe and the tone that they've crafted for that, that's going to be, 
something super special. So keep an eye I, on that. I will throw out one more quick one. Yeah. That is super under the radar. Uh, Elden Ring. I'm very much looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know Every comment gonna... section on IGN, yeah, where is Elden Ring? Um, look, I don't have the best track record. I love Soulsborne games. I review a lot of them. I play most of them. I don't have a great track record for predicting them because this is like the fourth year in a row I've said Bloodborne 2 is going to be announced. And uh, I haven't seen that yet. But I do believe, I mean, last time we saw Elden Ring was E3 2019? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so we are due for information, and I would not be surprised if we get a bunch of information in Q1 2021 and then get a release date that is also Q1 2021, but we'll see. Ooh, that'd be nice. That would be nice. We shall see. All right, let's do Unlock Block Trivia before we go. Lewis from Suffolk, England. This gamer tag is Lou Gore, L-O-U-G-O-R-E, if you'd like to make a friend on Xbox. Ask the following... In the holiday season of 2007, Xbox Live experienced a whole bunch of connectivity issues. And due to those issues, and as a gesture of goodwill, Microsoft gave all Xbox Live members a chance to redeem one free live arcade game in uh, January, once they kind of get everything resolved, January of 08. What was the free game? I do remember this one. This one I, I would have gotten right, and I'll be curious to, to, go, to hear from you guys here. In fact, before I give the choices, let me just give a scoring update because we are almost out of out of the year. The the final, I got to figure out. Actually, I got to get in touch with. I can't remember the name of the person off the top of my head that's doing our trophy, but we'll have to get that figured out now that we're not at the office anymore. So we have one, two, three, probably I think four shows after this one, and. The scoring is as such. Brandon is ahead by two points. So Miranda and Destin are tied for second. So it's nine for Brandon, seven each for Miranda and Destin. So uh, BT, you can kind of lock things up here. I'm going to can... lock it up today because I know this. Oh, no. This. 100% sure I know this. That puts so the pressure on Miranda and, and Destin to stay with it this week and get this right. So things are getting real interesting now. And so here we go. What was, again, a free game that Microsoft offered uh, as, a, as a mea culpa for the rampant connectivity issues that Xbox Live suffered over the... Jan uh, the 2007 holiday season. So, was it Pinball FX, Eats Chow Down, Undertow, or Boom Boom Rocket? All all four very good games, by the way. One of them was offered for free. So I'm going to go to Brandon last, and I'll go to Miranda first. I don't know this, but I'm going to go with C, Undertow. Okay. Do you remember Undertow? I vaguely do, yes. That was... Uh, that was uh, Chair's game before Shadow, Shadow Comics. Yeah. Yes. It's a very good game. I mean, of course, both of those games are fantastic. But yeah, Undertow was excellent. Pretty good track record, that Chair yeah. Entertainment. <laughs> yes. Give us our Shadow Complex too, dang it. Yeah. Uh, and then Looking Destin, what do you think here? I think it's A, Pinball FX. Okay. Very, sound very confident. I like that. I want that trophy. It was, it was one or the other. <laughs> oh, I like that. Coming for you, BT. If, if you get this, I'm going to be angry because that was the other option I had. Well, uh, there, 
Brandon Tyrell, who claims to know it. I do. Bring it on. This is how I came up in, in games writing, man. XBLA focused. I love these questions. So keep them coming. Uh, they're both very good guesses. And only one of them is right. And the correct answer is C, Undertow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh well God. done, Miranda and, and Brandon. Yeah. The- so it, it, it was a really interesting game. I... It reviewed really well. Undertow is it's it's a totally underwater first person shooter. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it. It is a good game, but it just like I didn't like the underwater aspects of it, um, which is the entire game really. Uh, but I think you can see the obvious like mo- uh, development know how from Undertow to Shadow Complex with Chair Entertainment, and it just. Man, if Shadow Complex put Chair Entertainment on the map, then Undertow was like the first sign of this yes. team knows what it's doing. Yes, sure. very true. So, uh, Lewis, thank you so much. Excellent trivia question there. And I invite you guys, keep them coming. I still need some good ones to close out the year with. Email me, unlocked at IGN.com. Include the question, four multiple choice answers, and note the correct answer in your email. And we'll play again next week. But with that, we've got to hit the road. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Destin Legary. At Destin Legary. <laughs> okay. No, no, but with a plug, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, like at, at Destin Legary. And, uh, oh, man, uh, I got a lot of sales stuff going on right now that I have to, to deal with. But you can also check out my streams at twitch.tv slash Destin and... I'm too tired to promote anything. That's, That's it. All right. Just, yeah. Brandon, what are you up to? <laughs> oh, I'm having trouble getting over Dustin this week. I don't know why. Everything he says is hilarious to me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. Uh, you can find me at IGN uh, doing content and stuff. Um, and remember, it's cool to wait. <laughs> Miranda Sanchez, take us home. You do what you've got to do anyway, but safely. Uh, who? What am I referring to? I'm talking about going outside and going to the grocery store. Please be safe. Right. No, but really though, please do. Please do be safe and stay home. Um, you can follow me at Havoc Gross. Let's have with a K on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, everywhere else. Um, I have stationary streams. If you want to, if you want to have a chill Thanksgiving, I do those on Sunday. I also play. I'm playing Control still. I love it. I'm playing that tonight on Twitch. And of course, for IGN stuff, which is the most important thing that I want to talk about here, is our guides. I work mm-hmm. really hard for y'all. And I hope you enjoy them. Yeah, as go, someone, uh, gotta as go someone who played through. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, just said you got to bookmark uh, Miranda and her team's Cyberpunk 2077 wiki. Bookmark it now. Oh, yes. It's be getting uh, updated quite a lot. You guys, here in the weeks. If, if I can like hype you up a little bit, I have. A really great spreadsheet. You get, it's got really plan. cool. It's, it's really, it's really cool. Uh, what, <laughs> the other thing that's really cool is your Assassin's Creed Valhalla map and all yeah. the wiki support for that. And as someone who has played through that game, oh my god, it is so helpful now to see where everything is. We have, yeah, we have an exclusive interactive map. So that was something that we worked really hard to get, and our our team is working hard on making sure it's all filled out. So a little extra help for you. Great stuff, everybody. All right, this was Unlocked 471. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you all back here in the month of December. We'll see you then.